Shalom everyone, Simon Kuf Ayin Ches 178, the laws of Hefzik, the laws of interruptions during a meal. And the Chavetz Chaim gives a, sort of an, uh, a hakdama, an introduction to this Simon, uh, which is primarily going to be revolving around the laws of Shinoi Makom. Shinoi Makom is a very, very crucial uh, set of law when it comes to the laws of brachas and the, the food, the brachas that we recite over food. Shinoi Makom essentially is when a person makes a bracha on food, an apple, let's say, the bar- bracha is bari priya eights. So the question is, is how long does that bracha last for? Uh, you know, we, we all know you make the bracha of bari priya eights and you take a bite of the apple. I don't need to make a, a bracha on the second bite of the apple. It covers the entire apple. As we saw in the previous simon, the, the previous set of law, when you make a bracha on hamotzi, the bracha on bread, it covers all the, most foods during the meal. Now, the, the, I, the concept of Shinoi Makom is at a certain point, um, if a person walks, if a person leaves the location that they were eating, that's considered a, a cessation, an interruption in the meal, and all sorts of different halachas will be triggered. Um, and this is a very, very common area of halacha because if a person indeed triggers a Shinoi Makom, triggers a, a moving of place, to such an extent that it's considered an, in, in, an interruption. So a person, you know, you're going to have to deal with the ramifications in terms of what, what brachas need to now be recited in terms of if I want to continue my meal. <coughs> Excuse me. The Mishaburu in his introduction really breaks it down into three areas. Number one is what is considered a shinoi makam? What is considered a change of location? If I move two inches over, if I move to, move to the seat next to me at the table, is that considered a change of location? So we're going to have to find out what are the what is considered a change of location. Number two, be'ezadvarim shayich din shinoi makam. In what scenarios, what situations is shinoi makam changing a place, uh, changing one's place, going to be considered? problematic. Is it anytime I'm eating, anytime I, I, if step one is what's considered a change of place, step two is under what scenarios is changing my place when I'm eating, is that, is that a problem or an issue? And then step three, if I change my place, now what happens? So again, number one is what's considered a change of location. Number two, in what scenarios does a change of location make for a difference? And step number three is going to be now, assuming it does make for a difference, what are the ramifications? I will point out that it seems to me there will be a difference just kind of moving forward. There will be a difference between Sephardim and Ashkenazim here. Sephardic halacha, if you just follow the Mechaber, is a lot stricter. It's going to be a lot more chamar, a lot stricter about the, the rules of, of Shinoi Makam, of changing of location. Um, but for Ashkenazim, which is what we're, the Mishabur is primarily going to deal with, it's going to be a little bit more lenient. I will try to point out some of the differences uh, for our Sephardic friends, um, you know, what the halachas will be. I actually want to just jump to the third area. What's the ramifications of Shinoi Makam? Assuming a person has triggered a change of location and it's a scenario where changing of location makes for a difference, what happens? So for Ashkenazic Jews, what that means is, so for example, I was eating an apple in location A, and now I walk to location B. Now, assuming that that's considered a change of location, and there aren't any of the other exceptions or, or scenarios that might say it's not a, a change of location, but assuming a person did do a shinoi makam, did change, the halacha, at least for Ashkenazim, is going to be that I will need to, what I need to do is if I want to continue eating, 
either in location B, or even if I return to location A, which I really do need to do, if I want to re- return to, uh, to I, if I want to continue eating, I'm going to need to recite a second bracha. Because I changed my location, it's considered an interruption, it's considered a, a cessation of the original bracha, and even if I'm eating the same apple, but if I change my location, examples we'll see what the definition of change of location would be, but simply even if a person was inside their house and they walked outside of their house, we will learn in a moment that's in, in future classes that is considered a shinoi malcolm and change of location, you will need to make another bracha on that bite of apple. The difference between Tzfarim and Ashkenazim will be is that the, Ash- the Tzfarim will say you actually need to make a bracha achrona first. You need to make a borer nefashos. Once you change your location in that scenario when you've e- eaten an apple, when shinoi makam, change of location gets triggered, for Tzfarim what you're going to need to do is make a bracha, an, a bracha achrona, an after bracha, and then recite a new bracha rishona. If you want to take a new bite from that apple, you're going to need to make a new bracha rishona. For Ashkenazim, the halacha is similar. It's just that you don't need to make a new bracha achrona. Meaning, if I take a bite of my apple in place A and I made my bracha bari pre eights and now I triggered a shinoi makam I changed my location I moved to location B so I all I need to do is now even if I return to place A I'm going to need to make a new bracha rishona but I don't need to make a new bracha achrona now these laws and scenarios and situations are very intricate and they're very 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 practical so I really encourage everyone to stick with us make sure uh, you know if you have any questions to certainly to reach out uh, but as we learn these halachas we'll see that they are super duper relevant and I'm going to wish everyone a wonderful day.